From the Ron McKeefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Coach Day talks to us about why you should observe the culture of a team first and then add to it rather than blow it all up when you start a new job. How over-communication and humility can keep conversations from turning into conflict and the importance of running your own race and not worrying about what other people are doing. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. The Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Play. Listen in on a conversation with Play's Global Director of Performance and Education, Coach Mike Buley. Coach Buley describes the vision of how Play will continue to be the company that will propel the innovation of the strength and conditioning profession forward. Well, after 22 years of, of coaching, I've learned that connection trumps communication and that it's not enough for coaches to know that you care. And I think you got to take that a step further. They need to experience that you care. And I've always been a coach that tried to be more tra- uh, transformational than transactional. And so with that awareness in mind too, I always enjoyed working and learning and talking to other people and, and coaches and developing that camaraderie. I've always made myself available to the community because I remember how hard it was too to try to get a crack into this this profession. And, and uh, I promised myself if ever I was given a shot, I would never take advantage of that. I always allow myself to uh, help other people uh, chase their dreams in this profession. It's been very good to me. Play is a company that will help your strength conditioning program find solutions for all your needs. Review second best and check them out at play.us for more information. If you're a strength coach or trainer and tired of using Excel, then you need to check out Team Builder. You already know who they are. Team Builder is the online strength conditioning software for strength coaches and personal trainers. No matter what your setting is or how many athletes you're training, you can log into Team Builder and write programs, build questionnaires, and access athlete and client performance data. Go completely paperless and program through Team Builder's TV mode, their weight review function, or the mobile app that comes free with every subscription. Start your 14-day trial for free today by using the promo code CHALK, that's promo code C-H-A-L-K, to become part of the hashtag Team Builder Nation alongside with six NCAA national champions, three NCAA runner-ups, Super Bowl champions, and many other championship teams. With affordable subscriptions for personal trainers to personal organizations and professional organizations, everything in between, Team Builder is a company that puts the customer first. If you're still not convinced, schedule a 30-minute demo with Team Builder Expert on teambuilder.com and see what they can offer you. Hewitt and the staff at Team Builder are standout individuals and their product is phenomenal. Check them out. Now, what's something that you're going to take with you from your most recent stint at Arizona that you're going to take with you to Murray and you're like, you know, this is 
something I saw here with either with the coaches or with the staff. And you're like, look, it's, this is something worth uh, bringing with me or even not just Arizona, but Georgia Southern or any other places that you were around. And what's the, what's the, I guess the most, what from your previous experience set you up for what you're about to implement? So like, there's a bunch, there's like different layers to this. So like the head coach, the way, it was the most positive one in 11 season I've ever been through. Like the way he motivates people and the way he like talks to people and get, there was never a game where the kids like didn't work hard. You know what I mean? Like they were always willing to work. And they just, so that was, that was awesome. Just to observe him every day and how he did that, that, those lessons, I'll just say winning and stacking wins and all that, that comes from Coach Fish directly. Like, there's so many of those little sayings that, like, really stuck stuck to me. The next thing, like, you know, I wanted to go to Arizona because the whole strength staff, except for me, was at Alabama. So, like, I wanted – if Nick Saban's the best coach in the country, well, well, let me go learn from people that have been around Nick Saban. And – I like got just the mindset you have to have, like the tireless effort you have to put into everything you do and the dedication you have to put in to being a great coach, regardless of what anyone thinks about any strength coach that's ever been to Alabama, the work ethic and the discipline and the mindset these guys have is unmatched. Like it is just tremendous to see how they work. So, like, that was awesome to see. And then the other thing I learned from Coach Lonnie Brown, who's the Associate Director of Strength and Conditioning at Arizona, was it was nice to be around a servant leader again. It's been a long time since I've been around real servant leadership. And just the, like, the way this guy served us and served the staff and served the kids was unlike anything I've ever seen. Like, I thought I worked myself to death, but, like, Coach LB, like, I mean, he's, he's just tremendous at it. Like, I mean, I can't tell you there. I mean, he knows I didn't make as much money as him and all this stuff. They make good money. So, like, he would always help me and my wife out. We didn't even have to ask him. He'd always help me and my wife out. He'd help anyone out. He'd give you the shirt off his back. And, like, people say that about a lot of people. I I literally have clothes that I left back home. That's like, hey, these are LB's clothes. He gave me these. I forgot to give it back to him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and, like... It, it didn't matter how tired he was or how ran rugged he was. If an athlete asked him for something to help them with their craft, he found a way to do it. And that was just athletes, staff, anyone. Like, he was the voice of the staff, the voice of the athletes, and people relied on him, coaches relied on him. I've never seen that kind of relationship between associate head and the head football coach. Like, it was just awesome to see that. And it was because of the way he carried himself and the way he he served. No, definitely. That, that's great. And you hear people drop the term, uh, you know, servant leader, but it's rare to see that actually, you know, in action and, and going through. Now, what would you say is the biggest roadblock or thing that you want to look into 
when you get to Murray and you got, you did it at Georgia Southern, even in a little bit at university of Buffalo, but um, you know, what's the type of culture you're trying to establish with the staff there and, uh, or, you know, any, anybody working with you there at Murray, like what the culture with the people you work with. So to me, the biggest mistake people make is going in and blowing the whole thing up. Right. Like they've won at Murray before I got there. They obviously are sustained university. The university hasn't crumbled without me, right? So, like, I want to go observe the culture and then add to not enhance it, but add to it, right? So, like, I know my workman mentality and servant leadership mindset, and I don't throw that out there to be like, like, to just say I'm a servant leader. Like, I, I back it up. So, like, that mentality I have. And the blue collar work ethic I have is something that can add to a culture. So I'm going to have to look at the cultures and see what they're like and see what needs to be, what fat needs to be cut off and where the good trimmings are. And then add some seasoning to it with the way I work. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so you, like, get me, you get me hungry. Yeah, I'm hungry too. <laughs> I've just been eating. My wife bought me ostrich jerky for uh, Christmas. So that's why I've been eating while I've been driving. But, uh, <laughs> but like, I just want to, I just want to add to whatever the culture is there. I think they do have good culture set. Like I said, they've won before. There's an emphasis put on, uh, uh, mental training, mental awareness, all that kind of stuff. So they have, I think building blocks. I, I know they have building blocks. So like, like I said, my part of it is to do my job at a high level to push the department forward. And that's just what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to take anything over. I'm not trying to make it uh, my culture by any means. I'm just trying to add to it and see what fat we need to cut off and how I can keep helping out. No, definitely. And, and I think that's good. And it's always good to understand. I, I've heard a couple coaches say, if you come in and try to just break everything and just demo it and then try to rebuild it, it's tough. And it's it can be tough to you know, build that trust back up with the staff and, and the athletes. If you just come in and start chopping heads and then, you know, trying to get things going from there. Now, you know, if what's, I guess, one like book or what's one article or anything you've been listening to or reading that's really impacted you within this last year, or what's one thing that you've been able to implement within this past year? Like, all right, this works and I'm going to take it with me. So honestly, like, I haven't really had time to read. I know that's like a sin in strength and conditioning. If I don't read 87 books in a week, but, uh, <laughs> right, right. So, but I have talked to a lot of people and really learning more about it's, it's funny. Cause I got to work with the quarterbacks and that was like my, like my baby, I'd say at uh, Arizona. And I think I got a lot better at baseball working with the quarterbacks, but like talking to, high-level coaches like Tom Gormley or Coach Rooney over at Driveline and visiting them and, like, learning the Driveline stuff and, like, learning what they do and, like, just talking to different strength coaches at pro levels and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, during an interview, I'm interviewing the the, the coaches, actually. That's, so <laughs> I'm, like, trying to learn, hey, you want to know what I do right now? I want to know what, uh, what you do at your level. But, like, talking to all those people has helped me become a better strength coach and learn not just 
how to work with overhead athletes, but how to work with throwing athletes, right? So, like, throwing is completely different. There's a, a lot of things that go into throwing. So how do I enhance the arm? You know what I mean? Like, everyone can say, well, if you, uh, you know, work on speed strength and work on this, that, work on maximum strength, whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay, cool. But how do I make the arm stronger? How do I get the arm better? How do I do that? Talking, to, I talked to the University of Arizona pitching coach. They have been doing it for a long time. Uh, you know, and they were in the uh, College World Series. So, like, picking different brains of people outside of strength and conditioning but related to what I was looking at had helped me a lot. And then trial and error, right? Like, I obviously, like, with the quarterbacks, I wasn't just throwing stuff against the wall to throw it at them. Like, usually my the developmental guys, I tried stuff on first. And then, okay, this worked with them. Let me try this on the starters to see how they like it. And it works, you know, with them. It, it like my, uh, I had a starter that was coming back from a labor, uh, and he could barely throw. And that was my first time really working with an overhead athlete in a labor because, knock on wood, I had no really injuries at Georgia Southern with baseball. So, like, that rehab process was, was something that, you know, we had to talk about. I talked to him every day, like subjective stuff, objective stuff. And by the end of, by the time he ended up starting, he could throw way better than he came in. So like, and that's all from like learning and talking to other people and learning how to train the arm. So like with the quarterbacks, like a lot of plyo progression I took from a plyo, I used the plyo balls, like those plyo baseballs. So I, I learned that from the driveline guys, you know what I mean? And I, and talk, even talking to some of my guys that are in the pros playing, talking to them about what they liked, how they did it, this and that, and implementing that with our quarterbacks to improve velocity and train their arms. I actually have an article that I'm really proud of coming out, uh, I think in January or February from Elite FTS about this whole throwing program I was going to put together for the quarterbacks at the University of Arizona. <laughs> I think it's going to be really, really good. But, like, I didn't get to do the program, obviously, so I just made the article and I said, hey, this is what I was going to do. If anyone wants to use this, go ahead. There's only one other person that does this, and he does it with NFL players and pro athletes or whatever. And I got a lot of ideas from him and mixed and matched and took some from the pitching coach at Arizona. But I, I want to see someone take it and do it in college because I would have been the only person doing it in college. So hopefully that article can start a trend of everyone does that in college, like with college football. Because I think – I know this is getting way off the train of thought, way off the original conversation, but uh, a lot of quarterbacks, they just throw to throw, right? Like spring ball starts, they throw. Uh, camp starts, they throw. They're training, you know, their legs, their upper body, whatever, but they're not training the real – they're not training their arm, right? So, like, with pitchers, pitchers, they are always training their arm, but they're also working their pitch, right? But there's times where they're – working on pitching and there's times where they're trying to strengthen the arm quarterbacks are just throwing so like i i was working on strengthening their arms we you know their coach in season all that is working on their playing quarterback now my throwing program was going to be a combination of both and it was going to be something different that i can't take all the credit because i'm not the first one to come up with this but i would have been the only one i think that I know of that was going to do it in college uh, football. So 
I'm, I'm just going to give that to everyone. And hopefully someone can take it and make it great. We'll be right back. Woodway is a company that has been designing and building treadmills and equipment for the long run since 1974. Each of their treadmills is designed with the revolutionary slat belt running surface, which is both lightweight and durable. It is specifically designed to absorb energy at the point of impact, eliminating harmful shock to joints and connective tissues. 100% of the NFL, NBA, and MLB teams and 60% of NHL teams utilize Woodway products to optimize their training. Woodway's curved treadmill was released in 2009 and boasts a completely self-powered manual training experience that does not require any electricity. This unique piece of equipment allows athletes to run at any pace they choose and burn up to 30% more calories than the regular treadmill. Other unique offerings from Woodway include the Curve Trainer, Curve XL, Forefront, and Pro Treadmills. Each treadmill offers features that are fit for every athlete. The silent and energy efficient product from Woodway has resulted in 50% electricity savings for owners. If you're looking for equipment that is built to last and will improve and provide each of your athletes an experience like no other, check out Woodway today at woodway.com. I know I'm going to be looking forward to it. I work with, you know, with football and I work with the pitchers and uh, I think it's going to be something where we're all looking forward to, but I I really liked how you said you just went outside the strength and conditioning to see how you can be a better strength and conditioning coach or like better tailor fit your tool set for with your athletes by going to, you know, talk to other people outside of a profession. And it takes a lot, a lot of just like humility and like a good humility. Like I'm not, the end all be all. I don't know everything there is. Let's go find out what it is. Oh yeah. Like coach Gormley, he's a sports orthopedic CSCS, uh, physics masters, got all these doctorates and he played baseball for Florida. So when we start talking about throwing, he was kicking my ass for a lot of <laughs> yeah. like not even intentionally, you know, smart people, they talk and you're like, damn, I don't know what the f- he's talking about. Like, you know what I mean? So like, I, it just took humility. I was like, all right, well, this is why I called this guy. Like, you know what I mean? And this is why I, I'm trying to learn more and more from him. And he gave me a lot of, it was a two and a half hour conversation. My room was covered in post-it notes. It looked like beautiful mind. I was writing on my window. Like it was great. <laughs> nice. No, I think, I think that's great. And that's good to, yeah, you like you said, you never know who you're gonna run into and, and how much great information you can get from those people. Uh now what has been your experience in the past, or what would you say is a piece of advice you'd talk to other coaches about when you work with the sport coach? Uh and I you've been a lot of different places, and like you said, you were you interviewed with the sports, some of these sports coaches. Now, you know, being a strength coach, a full-time strength coach, you you, it's one of the major relationships and what makes our profession work is between the strength coach and then the head coach. And could you talk a little bit about how you typically go about maneuvering and working with the head coach? Oh yeah. I'd say like the biggest thing that I actually learned from a different person that wasn't a strength coach, he was a pastor, uh, over communication and humility, right? Like that will help things become conversations instead of conflicts, right? So, like, 
I'll give a perfect example. I worked with a sport coach, George Southern, for three years. And one day he called me to his office and he wanted, he was worried about the times for this particular sport on their speed measurement. And he was like, you know, if these guys don't get faster, some of these guys don't have a chance unless they're fast. All right, coach. Cool. So the next time they tested, I think it was like maybe a day or two after, all their times went down. That was my win. You know what I mean? See, that result was the win. I didn't need to win in that conversation. I didn't need to start conflict, ruin a relationship that I still have today. I just knew that, you know, based off of laying a groundwork of humility and open conversation and over conversation, over conversation that uh, we would be fine. You know what I mean? Or like there was times where there was a time when uh, a certain group of athletes uh, didn't jump to the same height that the athletes at Baylor University jumped to. And uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. Well, they only won one or two games a year that year. So, you know, I mean, maybe it was recruiting. But anyway, so I didn't say that. I did not say that. Humility. So, yeah. So when I went in to talk to the coach who was upset about their jump heights compared to the All-Americans at Baylor, I uh, simply pointed out, well, every every semester that – We've tested, which was three, uh, the the group of athletes at PR, and literally all of them at PR on all the tests you wanted to do. Some I didn't even I didn't even know what I had to have the coach show me what the, they were. You know, what I mean, I, what is this test? All right, whatever, we'll test it. That's what you want to do. We'll test it. You know, what I mean, and they're still PRing every semester. So like, and, and it was able to open up a deeper conversation of like, there's the frustration, all this other kind of stuff, right? So like, he was the coach wasn't really mad at me. He was mad at at the situation of what he had. But, you know what I mean? So, like, it was just humility, open conversation. Like, I could have went in there and be like, listen, man, you need to recruit. Like, well, how are you going to blow? No, let, hey, here's the stats. Here's the data. The numbers don't lie. What's really going on, coach? Yep. No, I think that's great. Humility and, and open conversation is – always key and that i think the one thing is always remember it's the bread on on that sport coach's table that's the the bread in their mouth you know the car and their their that's their livelihood so we all got to work together and realize you know the athletes who are trying to help out and winning is what the ultimate outcome is now if you could pick up the phone and call don day from 10 years ago what would you tell him would be such an arrogant asshole <laughs> nice yeah nice you don't All right. know everything you you aren't as good as everyone says you are quit listening to people uh like quit comparing yourself to people run your own race like quit worrying about where that this guy's a head guy at johnny power five he's been working for 20 years like you know what i mean like run your race quit worrying about everything that's what i would tell him no, I like that one. And and the big thing is uh, run your own race. I mean, 
and and not compare it. We all get into it. There have been times where you're like, man, I know this guy. Come on, like, how is he gonna or she gonna be in that position? And you know, I've been here gra- grinding away, but I think it's always good to remember, you know, just run your own race and and and, and you said it a couple times, be human, uh, humi- humility, be humble, like just take it for what it is. Now, well, I guess what what's one thing that you got coming up in this next year that you're looking forward to? I know you're literally driving out you're uh, out to Murray State, but what's one thing you're excited for and looking forward to? Man, I'm just excited to be in a dugout again. Like I hey, there we go. I, okay. I am so excited to be back in a dugout. Like I it's the little things you miss, you know what I mean? Like I uh I dreamt actually. I told LB all the time, man, I know this spring I'm gonna be in a dugout. I'll be in a dugout. Like, you know, he laughed at me like I I uh I just missed it. You know what I mean? I, I missed it. I missed the culture for three years. I was in a dugout and I just felt at home. I, I wish I could go back in time and play baseball. Like it just, uh, it was something I missed. I miss, I, I'm excited to like see and do like to lead a group of enthusiastic athletes that want to get better. Uh, and I don't say that, I don't say that because uh, uh, Arizona didn't have those athletes. I don't mean that by any means. I mean, me being in a director role, leading a group of athletes. So, like the the the, the products on me. You know, what I mean, like the the it's, it's my turn to show what I can do again, right? So that's like a, a welcoming challenge, right? Uh, and just like just being, you know, selling the house. I'm excited about because you know, <laughs> it's a seller's market right now. So I'm, I'm really excited about. And my wife getting. Getting back, my wife graduating and getting her master's and us being back closer to home and family because, like, you know, she sacrificed a lot for me over the course of my career. I mean, I, I move every other year, so, like, you know, she she has sacrificed a lot, and now she gets to do her career and in a spot she likes, and uh, we get to be closer to home, and, like, I look forward to just that new adventure with her, and, like, I'm just really excited about everything. You know, I mean, this year is, you know, uh, 2020 was a terrible year for me. 2021, I'm sure it was for everyone. 2021 was like an awesome, it was like a year-long internship of like observing and owning my craft and getting better and like learning from people that have learned from the best of the best. And now it's like, now I get to go do what I do again. So I'm really excited. Like, it's like, it's like I, I was in a cocoon in 2021, and now I'm, like, patched and ready to go. You know what I mean? It's like I like I got my first job all over again. Hey, that's good, though. It's good to have that that excitement and that ready to get after it kind of even – you've been in it for, um, what, 15 years almost or something close to that. And, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's good to have that, though, even – 15 years later and i think it's good for other oh, coaches only, only, only like 10 or 11 now don't 10 or 11 oh, yeah. So, yeah 10 or 11 years. <laughs> yeah even even a I full know I'm balding and everything but jesus <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And even, i mean even uh yeah even you know even a decade into the game and to still be excited you know and especially in the time we're seeing either a lot of coaches switch or is change professions. I think it's always good to have that now uh, and shout out to your wife. You know, it's always good. If, if you are a coach and you choose to have a significant other, it's a pretty 
good thing to have a significant other is about that life and has got their back and, and you got hers. So shout out to your wife and uh, everything going on there. Now I have to shout out to uh, Tim Beckman. Tim Beckman, they were in a game at Illinois and I'm from the standards of wife in this profession and went through the whole gambit. And I said, okay, that's the woman I'm going to look for. And that's the woman that came into my life. You know what I mean? But like, if it weren't for Coach Beckman's wife, I would have never had that checklist. You know what I mean? So shout out to them. For sure, yeah, and no doubt. And what would be one way for our listeners to see what you got coming up? And like I said, I know you're driving out there getting everything set up, but what's if they wanted to see what you got going on or see what Murray State's doing with strength and condition, what's one way they could find you? Well, they can come visit. I mean, it's open invitation. Anyone that wants to visit, like check it, check everything out. I, I welcome it. Like I welcome visitors, uh, all that kind of good stuff. I, I enjoy people visiting and talking shop, whatever, however long they want to stay. I don't care. Uh, I don't like, I don't post a lot of my athlete stuff on Instagram often because I feel like that becomes more about you and less about the athlete. Now that's my own personal opinion. Someone might feel different about that, but like very rarely do I post about an athlete or what an athlete's doing on, uh, uh, my own personal Instagram. Now with my volleyball team, I don't traditionally do Olympic lifts, but my volleyball team crushes it when they bang out on at the end of the semester, I'm going to post that because it's uh, a little personal piece between me and someone at Arizona. So, okay, but, nice, uh, nice. Uh, there you go. Uh, I, I still have a little bit of pettiness to me sometimes. So I'm not perfect, <laughs> hey, but uh, I took it personally. Still, yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, like I said, they can come visit, they can hit me up, they can call. I'll probably post maybe one or two things about the athletes on. On my Instagram account, maybe, maybe. Uh, but like I said, come coming to visit me or just if they want to learn what I do, like all or I've got like four more articles to write this year for Elite FTS. So keep checking out Elite FTS. Just uh, plugging that in there. Very, uh, very oh, yeah. nonchalantly. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> that's probably it. You know what I mean? I, or check Murray State Athletics out. Like if they post anything about me I'll, I'll retweet it whatever repost it but like i said i'm i'm not gonna be on my phone videotaping what the athletes are doing i i get like really excited when i coach i start to trip over my own words so i can't have a phone out too that'd be too many things going on at once yeah no doubt they i, I want to say i appreciate you I, I know i've wanted to get you on the podcast to, and get you on this version of the podcast and and see what you got going on and it's been fun to watch what you were going through the last couple of years and all the cool experiences you're doing and, and also just being a, a head strength coach and letting us in a little bit about how you're going to go about building a new program and everything. And I appreciate you being on the podcast. Hey, I appreciate it. You know, I obviously have to pay respect to or respects too. I respect everything you do. And it's, it's awesome being on the podcast. It's an honor and I, I really enjoy it. And, you know, obviously Shout out to all my uh, former bosses, uh, Coach T.O., Coach Lovett. I, I'm not going to name all 50 of them. Uh, <laughs> everyone that's helped me out uh, get to where I am today. And 
I really appreciate, uh, you know, what you do for the profession, what everyone that I've come across has done for the profession. And, you know, I know it's a thankless, uh, tireless profession, but uh, there's a lot of strength coaches out there doing a lot of good things. And I just want to shout out to everyone in our profession. Yeah, no doubt. I appreciate that. And you know, we'll reach out again here soon. Once you get your feet on the ground and been there for at least a semester, we'll hit it up again and talk shop and see what's going on. Hey, I appreciate it. Have a good day, sir. Yeah, good luck. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being a strength coach is difficult. And someone once said on our podcast, we pour so much into helping our athletes become better, but we forget who's pouring back into us to help us become better. Without a healthy mind coaching on the floor, programming, and maintaining the juggling act that we call life can be difficult. The good news is the therapists at BetterHelp are here to help you. Therapy can be whatever you want it to be. Maybe you need the tools to help you keep motivated, or maybe you're feeling burnt out from long days in the weight room, or you just need someone to talk to. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist at a time that works for you. We have a very busy schedule as a strength coach, and the last thing we need to do is be driving to an office and sitting in a waiting room. Simply log into your account and message or speak to your therapist from anywhere at a time that works for you. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp also assesses your needs and will match you with one of over 20,000 therapists in their network. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself and make your mind your best asset. We train to keep our bodies strong and resilient. Now it's time to invest in our mental health too. And as a special offer to Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 listeners, you can get 10% off your month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash chalk. That's betterhelp.com slash C-H-A-L-K. And thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Perch delivers velocity-based training, no strings attached. Perch was engineered at MIT and uses compact 3D cameras to monitor and manage weight room performance without being a distraction. Perch is a VBT built for the 21st century. Attach Perch to any weight rack in minutes. While you lift, Perch uses cameras to passively collect velocity and power data, output in real time, and store it in post-workout analysis. Perch is a revolutionary and innovative sports technology device that enhances workouts, reduces injuries, and saves time. Perch works with every level organization from the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, the military, D1 through high school, the private sector, and the home gym. Perch is portable, easy to install, and intuitive to use, making it ideal for every facility and every training goal. No more pre-workout setup, no more wearables, no more broken strings. Set Perch up once, optimize every rep, every set, and every training session. Train with increased precision and measure and manage your progress every step of the way. For exclusive deals and offers, head to perch.fit slash chalk. Again, that's perch.fit slash chalk to check out deals, exclusive offers, and see how Perch can help take your program to the next level. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. 
Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.